everybody, everybody, hello. We are the Film Pigs. My name is Stephen Falk. My name is Stephen Skelt. And I am Todd Robert Anderson. Uh, we are the Film Pigs, and welcome to the Film Pigs podcast number 20, a podcast that also was recently kicked off an American Airlines flight for refusing to stop playing Words with Friends. <laughs> I can't stop playing. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. As we do every time, we are going to start with... Um, well, it's some information that you might uh, not have heard about. The news that we uh, turned to our investigative news sources and and culled from hours and hours of, of man hours on the street. And uh, how many hours? Many hours. Many hours of man hours. That's a lot. And this is called movie news. Skelton. Yes. What 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 hot fresh movie news do you have for us? I have hot fresh movie news that was gathered by hours and hours of man work. Man hours. And man hours of man work. Uh, and it is uh, Draft House Films acquires documentary on Golan and Globus. Oh, uh, who's that? The, the it is they're the uh, Manahem Golan and Yoram Go- Globus, the Israeli-born cousins who founded Canon Films. Basically, all of exploitation. Yeah, all of fun. Chuck Norris's films yeah. were. It's, ah. and, and it's a it's a thea- planned theatrical release in late 2012 for, and it's titled "Electric Boogaloo: The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films." And this is a uh, Alamo Drafthouse in Austin. Yeah, uh, distribution. It's wing? a distribution arm of the Alamo Drafthouse. Yeah. I'm assuming they were behind the Breakin franchise. Mm-hmm. If it's called Electric Boogaloo. Oh yeah, yeah, Breakin to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, and also Missing in Action to the Beginning, Ninja Three: The Domination. A wonderful um, film. Yeah, uh, Masters of the Universe. Oh, marvelous picture. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to that documentary. Yeah, that should be interesting. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, it does. Todd, what hot movie news called for man hours of hours, man? <laughs> uh, the hours and hours of man hours that I put in resulted in this. Uh, the National Board of Review has named Hugo as the best picture of the year. Which, now, who, who are the National Board of Review? Uh, I don't know. There are a bunch of reviewers of it's the It's a shadowy government organization like the Star Chamber. <laughs> I don't Chamber. know who the sure, hell they okay. are. I guess there are a bunch of critics. I don't know. Your, your man hours didn't didn't work out there. Well, I didn't do... You should have put in some more man hours. I just... Well, I only had enough man hours to come up with the headline, <laughs> not the article. But the the it it the fact that they're... Um, Naming Hugo Best Picture leads leads me to believe that maybe maybe the National Board of Review did not see all of the movies. That's that's like they just saw a couple movies. They, I think they year. saw a few movies, and Hugo was probably the best of the. Like bunch. they saw a couple Catherine Heigl films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and maybe the Justin Timberlake sci-fi movie. Yeah, they, they and, saw Hugo and the Switch, <laughs> and went ah, Hugo's good. <laughs> All right. Well, I have I have two little stories. Uh, one is that Zoe Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz may join Will Smith, Jaden Smith in a M Night Shyamalan space drama. Oh, good. And uh, I just hope y- you the- know you know what I don't ever want to see movies ever again. Though. I-, I hope the twist ending is that uh, M Night Shyamalan remembered how to make a good movie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that would be a twist. That, yeah. And the other little piece of movie news, uh, even though he's a TV, mostly is I alluded to it in the intro. Alec Baldwin was kicked off uh, American Airlines flight today from New York to Los Angeles for refusing to turn off his Words with Friends games on his uh, iPhone. And uh, then he tweeted uh, angrily about it for a while until he, they put him on another flight. He tweets angrily quite he, a bit. Tweeting things like, now on the 3 o'clock American flight, the flight attendants already look smarter <laughs> Last flight with American, where retired Catholic school gym teachers from the 1950s find jobs as flight attendants. And it's un- so specific. And then United should have an app on board where you can play words with friends with other passengers. American should have an app where you read the New Testament with flight attendants. What? I don't know. Alec Baldwin should have an app where he shuts the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is after uh, months ago he tweeted... Starbucks on 93rd and Broadway, uptight queen barista named Jay has an attitude problem. No, no, her problem is she's poor and has to work at Starbucks. Yeah, I think it's actually a, a he he was talking. Uh, I think well, he was being slightly either. homophobic there. But Alec Baldwin, yes, indeed, should have an app where he shuts the fuck up <laughs> and lays off the, you know, the people who are trying to help him get about his or, day. Or the yeah. people who just have to work to pay the bills. We love you on 30 Rock, dude, but you're not that fucking special. Turn off your stupid video game when the flight attendants tell you to. Burn, Hollywood, burn. I smell a riot going on. 
And that's the theme for our theme. Theme theme. Theme theme. And our, our theme uh, of the podcast. Have you squared away the rights to that song? Oh, yeah. Me and Chuck D worked them out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it was fine. That's, that was it was a just a though. gentleman's agreement. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a load on. <laughs> we decided to keep the film pigs uh, lawyers uh, out of it. Um, our, our team of lawyers. Our team. The theme is uh, female-driven action flicks. Oh, uh, excellent! Mm. Action flicks uh, that are that are centered around ladies. Um, and then, in doing a lot of research for this uh, topic, I realized there are not a lot of them. What? Yeah, they're just not. Really? Uh, I don't believe it. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, women in in sort of action movies were always just the lady, the damsel in distress, and 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 there to you know to act as a final bargaining chip when the bad guy had nothing else to do yeah. except to. Grab the lady, and then that sort of changed. Uh, you know, there were some black exploitation ones in the seventies, your coffees and your Foxy Browns yeah. and stuff. But um, there's all, and we're not really talking about B movies or or you're, you're talking about studio films. Yeah, we're, we're we're talking mostly about studio films because there there are a lot of you know B movies and stuff. But uh, well, the like Cynthia Rothrock stuff and mm. well, there's a yeah, there's some straight to video. That's yeah. that straight to video. Yeah. Thing. So in 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 and in, in 1979, Alien sort of was mm-hmm. a, was a was a big turning point in that. Um, in the 80s, you had you know you had a handful. You had like a. You had your Blue Steels and your V.I. Warshawskis, you yeah. know. Those are of, more thrillers, though. Well, there are. They? There are. There's a lot of over. There's going to be a lot of overlap well, with sci-fi. Terminator. Terminator 2. And you had your, well, yeah. But that, that wasn't until later. And then, and of course, Long Kiss Goodnight came. Then yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is, I love Long Kiss. Which is wonderful. Uh, and I forgot to look up the... And of course, you did have the Cynthia Rothrock stuff, like the Lady Dragons and your Rapid Fires and your Martial Laws. She was sort of a, a underground star in the 80s. Um Thelma and Louise could be considered a, you know, more of a drama, I guess, but there were action elements certainly. Definitely, yeah, and that I think was so. 1991. Um, but uh, and then, you know, and then you did get into your T2s, where Linda Hamilton's character really sort of came to the forefront and buffed up and, mm-hmm. and wore that tank top and started kicking some ass. But um, she did kick the Terminator's ass in the first one. Yeah, that's true. She but did. She, but she, she did. was she she grew into it. She in was the a mild manner, but then be, yeah. was a total um, ass kicker. Yeah. In the second one. I mean, really, when you think about it, though, that was more of a, a kind of an eighties B horror, horror movie because yeah. that's yeah. Uh, most horror movies were the main character no, was true. a female who wound up being alone yeah, and yeah, having to fight the monster. You know, and, and looking at this sort of, I, I think, underutilized genre, a lot of them fall into the comic books or TV show remakes, like your Charlie's Angels, your GI Jane. Mm. The Underworlds, the yeah, Electra, the Catwoman, um, Resident Evil, your Resident yep. Evils, uh, your Barbed Wire, your Tank your Girl, Ultraviolet, your Supergirl, Sin City. That's a double feature right there. No, it's Red Sonia. <laughs> um, you know, then then you have Red Sonia. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the, 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 sort of a sprinkling of movies. I mean, you sort of always had kind of a running thing of of girls in the Bond movies, but that's not really female centric. That's just no, and they're not yeah. really the action female stars. action. But okay, you know, Run yeah, Lola they're... Run could be considered a, a female oh, action yeah. movie. Yeah, Run Lola Run, yeah, uh, sure. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Buffy, even though yeah. action comedy, horror, mm-hmm. sci-fi, you know, all that stuff. Uh, recently, you had Sucker Punch, which was uh, pretty female driven. Um, Technically true. Male pornographic fantasy version of female driven. Yeah, and and there you know, and and a lot of and. But it was that was an attempt. Ultimately, uh, a lot of the 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 female action stars we think of are are were in movies where there all there's also a male you know uh, mm -hmm. action figure like your X Men's or your Matrixes, um, and uh, you know Quentin Tarantino's always sort of doing that. He loves the, the ladies kicking butt. Yep. You know, you have the Planet Terror. You have the uh, uh, what's her name, Rose McGowan. Oh, Rose McGowan. The, yeah, Rodriguez's. Uh, oh, that was Robert Rodriguez. That's right. Uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Obviously, yeah. natural born killers. There was a, mm-hmm. you know a guy and a girl, and he he wrote that. But um, uh, and you know, so I was just thinking of like who are the current action female stars? Obviously, number one is Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Jolie, and yeah, you know nice. she has your uh, Eon Flux and Tomb Raiders. She was well, Charlie's Theron. Oh, she yeah, was. Oh, I'm Theron, sorry. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're Salt. You're Wanted. Uh, you're Mi- Cyborg too. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Hackers. No, I'm kidding. Hackers. Um, <laughs> your Michelle Rodriguez pops up in various things. She she uh, yeah. top line girl mm-hmm. fight, but she's 
She's another legitimate at, you go to if you need a woman. Yeah, to she's kind of a believable kick ass some butt. Kick um, too, obviously, yeah. it, it sort of borders on the B movies, but Mia Jovovich has has made a career of that. Um, the Resident well, Evil. Well, yeah, her and, and Kate Beckinsale and Ultraviolet, yeah, and then Kate Beckinsale the in uh, the Underworlds yeah. and 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 Van Van Helsing. But and I, she's got a Marky Mark uh, action show coming out. Kate Beckinsale and, and Marky Mark. Nice. Right? This oh, this, this January the... or something. I don't know. It's called. I don't know. I can't remember. I saw uh, a poster for Marky it. and Mia. Yeah. Marky and Kate. <laughs> Marky and Contraband, Kate. I think it's called. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. Okay. So, you know, there, there, there are theories why there are not a lot of women kicking ass these days. And is it uh, a theory that's been floated is that there's a paucity of women who look like they have enough weight and muscle on their bones mm-hmm. that they could actually throw a punch yeah. and, and kick some ass? You know, in the era of very uber thin. I mean, even like in Domino. Oh, yeah. She's fucking a- tiny. Like, she's well, a. Yeah. She has, she's not believable. She's yeah. not physical. Was the same thing with the with the Colombiana with uh yeah. Zoe you have your Zoe, She's you, so rail thin that you know there's she's Zoe Zaldana is one of the other sort of go tos these days. You know after Avatar, it was and, like and oh Trek, she can yeah. kick some butt at Star Trek. Even though she didn't really wasn't much didn't do much. And they in made Star that Trek, Colombiana, but, but I guess I, you know just kind of wanted to leave it open to discussion as we do. You know talk about the state of female action movies and and why are there so few is it just is it purely marketability um do you or is does it have something to do with the the current body type of women that you know muscles are out i think i think i think that is at least in the top three reasons right now because it is that like the the super ultra rail thin thing is back yeah, and uh, that that just doesn't make a believe. No one's gonna GI Jane yeah, themselves exactly. out. Yeah, and, I mean, I understand you know, that, but I, I I don't know if that's why they don't make them. I think that's certainly a reason that it's hard to swallow. Uh, you know, right. you know, well, I think it's hard to suspend your disbelief. Successful. Well, that's success. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I I mean I I I just think. Whether it's true or not, I mean, Hollywood still thinks that the action genre is for boys. Right. You know. Then men girl, won't go see them. Yeah, girls want to see Twilight. Boys want to see, you know, action shows. But it seems like there's a there's a line that you can do. And, and we'll talk, uh, I'll talk about Lunkers Goodnight later, like later in our program. But but that movie seems to hit a nice balance that, that I, I don't know exactly how the box office did, but... Uh, that seems to be a movie that guys would want to go see, and yeah, you team you team her up with a Sam Jackson, but you don't remove the fact that she's the primary ass kicker in that movie. Yeah, she's the driver. He's not the ass kicker at all. <laughs> right, he's, he's just a, sort of yeah, along, along for, the ride. for the ride. He doesn't want to be there. Most but of he, the time. he, you know, he's the guy. He's the trying to get men in. Right. Obviously. Right. But uh, but why why are there so few female driven action movies? Uh, I mean, uh. I outside of you know for me the theory that you know women aren't as likely to go to ask I mean because there's a certain level of testosterone in 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 especially hardcore action movies especially in the eighties right yeah you know that I I I don't necessarily think women is appealing you, you know, know to, dug on that as much you know in general right um, but I mean I personally would love to see more. Long Kiss Goodnight too was that you know they played with those roles. I mean they you know if they cast Sam Jackson to get guys in the seats, they still played with those roles where she was the kick ass, yeah. and he was more of the girl because he wound up being it wasn't it's been a while, but he's in trouble at the end of the movie and she has to yeah, rescue him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I feel like Alien too, the first Alien sort of played with that because when that movie started, you know, it seemed like Tom Skerritt, I mean, he was the, was you know, the, be the captain the of the ship hero, and he yeah. was, he was an alpha male and he was, he, and he was charming and all that stuff. So it seemed like, yeah. and then when he dies, you're like, oh, well, who, what, right. what? Yeah, all, Wait, bets all bets are off. Are off. Yeah, that's, and, and they that's, certainly then doubled down on it with Aliens. They just said, fuck it. She's legit. She's yeah. going to be bulk up. We'll get her that fucking exoskeleton and and give her a, a kid to look out for, to yeah. be protective of. Yeah. We're going to have her fucking go kick some butt. But I, I think that's great. And I the think movie that... certainly made a lot of money. I mean, you could argue that, that yeah, it's sci-fi and it's a sequel and there are mitigating circumstances to lead to um, a studio thinking it has marketability. But, but it didn't hinge on a guy, that right. movie. That's very true. It hinged on the franchise, and and they tried again to even double down again with Winona Ryder in the third one, adding another woman. Right, but 
No. That was the fourth one. Oh, the fourth one? Yeah, the first yeah. one was the future. Alien 3 was, oh, okay, was yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver again right, right, right. in prison. With Charles Dutton. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which, I mean, that's more that's more in line with aliens. They weren't adding women. It was still the same. And putting her in a men's prison. But right. is, it, is it because, you know, is it because the, the comic book ones they've tried, like Elektra and Catwoman, both failed? Yeah, but, they, but I, I don't think they failed necessarily because it was a uh, a, uh, uh, a woman. I think they failed because they're crappy movies. They're terrible action films. They were terrible scripts. They were terribly executed. Um, and neither are really because if any because if any of the people like Jennifer Garner and Electra, yeah, at least like physically, I, I at least could believe she's athletic. You know, because her physique was athletic. But the but ath- athleticism is different from ass kickability. You know, like. And I don't believe either of those women really have it. Halle Berry and Jennifer Garner don't seem tough to me. Sigourney Weaver yeah. seems tough. Yeah, that's that's a well, huge that's a, that's thing. a presence. That's a yeah, it's a different. It is. Yeah, it is. It's Michelle Rodriguez versus Zoe Saldana too. I mean, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez yeah. is is obviously really beautiful and, and and you know doesn't have a ludicrously muscly body, but she looks like she could kick ass. Yeah, she's got some you know strength. Uh, in, in her body as opposed to being completely wayfish. Right. But I mean, I think that's, you know, that's just a problem with modern Hollywood and just right. sort of female, I don't, I don't know if you call it fashion, whatever your body typing is and how hard people work to be ludicrously skinny, they don't look like they can kick ass. Well, so it brings up the the interesting case of Angelina Jolie because she certainly weighs about, you know, maybe a, a buck oh five. She yeah. flirts with anorexia a lot. And and yet she, there is a presence, there is an X factor that makes her believable regardless of what her weight is at the time. It's the crazy. It's the crazy, I think. There, that's true. That's a good point. I mean, she's been more, I would say in the Tomb Raider films versus Salt, she was more. She had some more bulk She was more, more muscle. Yeah, sure. Body. She had to it fill was out harder. Those short shorts. Yeah, it was harder <laughs> for me. Who wears short shorts? <laughs> Tomb Raider. Yeah, Laura Croft or Lara Croft or whatever it is. And the, I think they're rebooting that, aren't they? With yeah, else? they're there. But who yeah. I mean like I don't I don't know who it is, but, but I think they're going like it's hey, it's it's really young Laura Croft, so we can make it even more creepy. Yeah. I mean I think if if they dug deeper and used uh found some more charactery actresses, it might work. Yeah, better. I mean if you go if but it's true. If you look at the like, if you look at the Vanity Fair Hollywood issue, there's always a bunch of chicks. They put them on the cover, and they're always super wafy and yeah. little. And you yeah. know, you you it, you'd be hard pressed to believe Scarlett Johansson kicking butt, even though she's tried. Like it just doesn't quite. It does. It does. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't it, quite. Jump. It also kind of takes you out. But that was what? What was she? Iron Man two or something like uh, that? Like that was. She was, was in, that one yeah, or two. She, that was two. She was in two, but wasn't she also? Didn't she have a bit in? Um, not Sin City, but oh uh, no, no, the she spirit. Was in, she the was in spirit. the spirit. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I don't remember anything. But was about she, I don't the think was she fighting this. Uh, she's fighting know. the spirit. But in I, I remember I that, I that scene. I mean, Rose McGowan's certainly crazy. Rose McGowan, I can yeah, buy. Yeah, but, but as she also had a big chick. gun on her leg, so that yeah. made more sense. That it she did. was at least threatening because there was a gun attached to her. But you could buy her sort of kicking some butt. I yeah. think they're just. But she's not an A-list star. She's yeah. you know. But Reese Witherspoon, you never believe it. Carrie Mulligan, no. you never believe it. Um, uh, even fucking what's her name in the new Superman? Um, oh, uh, redhead chick who's awesome. Everyone loves her right now. Um, oh, in uh, the new new Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is uh, it Amy Adams? No, 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 the other one. But Amy Adams, you couldn't believe yeah. kicking ass. Any of those ingenues that we listed a yeah. few podcasts ago just don't seem to have it. So I guess mm. they're either gonna have to dig deeper or not do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because I li- I mean, for me, I'd put my money to it all the time. I fucking Yeah, I love watching. Watch I mean, well, I guess, you know, Uma Thurman's wafy too, but I... I, I no, but she has I a bigger frame her. and she's yeah. taller. But yeah, also, she but is also, taller. But it's like, like, like she's got crazy Jolie, feet. though, she does have that, like, crazy she does have a presence that, that, you know, makes up for any of that kind yeah. of like, oh, maybe she's not quite, you know, strong enough. But she, I mean, she's, her presence is so, so and, and Kill Bell presence is really solid. Mm-hmm. So you believe that she's, you know, a master swordswoman. Right. And is going around just killing everybody. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and then and then you have to listen to David Carradine talk for an hour. Yeah. Well, it would be I, I would love it if Hollywood would make more Emma Stone. That's uh, what I was thinking. Sorry. Yeah, Emma Stone. Um 
I, I mean, I would love it if Hollywood would make more uh, action movies with uh, women in the lead. But I think, you know, uh, they have to go outside of these ingenues you're talking about. Right. But, you know, when you think about it, I mean, who are the who are the male action guys well, who are the, coming? I mean, there's nobody who comes. No, but who what's, com- the, what's the uh, – and uh, Soderbergh's, his, his – uh, Lady action movie. Sasha Gray. No, 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 no. It's an action butt. No, no, no. It's he's doing a he's doing a I can't remember what the hell it's called. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. But he, he's doing he's is doing really? a lady action movie. All but right. but it's but the star is she's she's I can't remember is she a wrestler or yeah. she actually looks she's you know she's yeah, she like looks that. like she can kick some ass because she actually you know is either like a wrestler or a martial artist or something and it looks like he is doing kind of like a straight to oh cool if it's going straight it might even just be going straight to, to no no it's coming out in January but his style looks like he's doing like a B action oh, good. movie with it. and I'm like oh that looks kind of fun it, it's interesting to note that of the five current action bankable-ish female uh, action stars that I, I mentioned four are either women of color or foreigners Kate Beckinsale Mila Jovovich Zoe Saldana Michelle Rodriguez and then there's Angelina Jolie is the only only American white girl in there just don't they're not making them it's weird Americans have gone soft we're, we're we've gone a, soft we're in, a, we're in a lull well when you think about I mean, <laughs> when you think lull. about like I mean they do the we were talking about in a podcast past about how they're getting all their leading men overseas it, it's kind of the same problem I mean you look at the crop of young right. male actors which we talked about on a yeah, previous yeah, podcast yeah yeah you look at them they're all they're, foreign well the and those are the but the American ones you yeah. know it's like Chris Taylor Lawton is an action star. Channing I'm sorry. Tatum. No, Shia LaBeouf is an action yeah. star. I'm, I'm no sorry. Way. It doesn't. They well, don't. They, that, they're not badass enough. Right. Exactly. Well, after that last, uh, we got uh, no Steve McQueens anymore. No, got, that's true. Matthew McConaughey wanted to do it, but or, or Stephanie McQueens for that matter. Didn't work. Yeah. All right. Well, it's sad. Hollywood makes some more goddamn female-driven action movies. I think young ladies would like to see them. I do. I think too. they'll drive the women. Women. I mean. That's the interesting thing. Teen girls supposedly drive the big weekend box office. They drag their man. You have to hit them. Yeah. Also, even when you're doing an action movie, you have to have like a Taylor Lautner who all the girls like, even though that movie didn't work. But uh, it would seem that they would they would like that, you know, the 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 female empowerment aspect of it. And right. put, put a hunky dude from Twilight as the Sam Jackson in it, and uh, there you go. Yeah, just do That's a tweener long kiss goodnight. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. I'm green lighting this picture. <laughs> green lit. I don't have any money. I'm green lighting my way to a beer. Uh, will you get me one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> all right. While Todd gets beers for everyone. Yeah, get me a beer. <laughs> and hurry up. I think it's your segment. That's right, everybody. That military music from Adam Blau means it's time for a movie jail. This is the segment where we put a film professional on trial for crimes against cinema, where he is either set free, which has never happened, or remanded the <laughs> Robert De Niro Federal Penitentiary um, for various terms and severity of blocks. Uh, this week, uh, standing uh, on the docket, I see one name. It says Todd Robert Anderson. Todd, approach the bench. Your honors, your beers. I'm going to I'm going to allow this. <laughs> I need a sidebar with my boot amber. Before before we get into the uh, trial itself, uh, I just I felt like I should bring this to your attention, your honors. Um, one of the Film Pigs listeners posted on our site that a, a critic named Gregory Elwood of a website called Hitfix dot com uh-huh. has, sure. has said that and in the headline of his uh, um, article is Cameron Crow gets out of movie jail. We what? will we will be the judge of that. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I I thought you might be offended. I am. This court finds uh, what's his name? Uh, Elwood? Gregory Elwood. Gregory Elwood in contempt of court. <laughs> he has no authority over the Robert De Niro Federal Penitentiary for Crimes Against Cinema, and thus Cameron Crowe remains in jail. <laughs> yes. I have not seen yeah, We Made seen We Bought a Zoo, but I feel confident <laughs> that upon seeing it, <laughs> the, the, nothing the will court change. will not reverse its decision. Mr. Anderson. All right. Uh, on trial, this podcast uh, is the marketing department for the film Hugo. 
Um, Good luck photoshopping that. <laughs> yeah. Thanks a lot. Well, maybe asshole. you guys won't have the same problem that I do with this board. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. Well, okay. Uh, just um, think back to your experience of Drive. Remember Drive's marketing campaign, the trailers made Drive look like an action-packed heist thriller. As opposed Not to a starey stare down movie. <laughs> as opposed to a, I'm going to be more generous, a slow burn noir ah, picture. Sure. Um, so therefore, you could. It, it was very dupey. Let's but say the the court would like to interject. That, yes. Uh, I think it was the National Board of Review. It may have been a New York Film Critics Circle. Actually, gave Albert Brooks in Drive Best Supporting Actor. Yeah, I, I would just like to say that. That's that's why that's we have something. a pen filled with angry dogs that are chasing <laughs> the goddamn critics, including the National Board of Review, around in circles. Starve the dogs for the next two days. <laughs> angry dogs. Angry so, dogs. So much like that, and I, and I I think um, the the marketing campaign uh, for Hugo was even more misleading than Drive, because Drive, you know, at least the violence was in there. At least there was heist elements in there. Mm. The the trailers for uh, Hugo, um, through pointed narration using words like adventure and fantasy, coupled with the way they edited the imagery from the film together, made it sound, and saying it's a family film, and they all said it's Martin Scorsese's first family film, made it seem like it was a fantasy adventure film. It is neither a fantasy nor an adventure. This movie is a drama. A spoiler alert for the court. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. alert, court. I, I apologize. I will allow. But... <laughs> But I'm only doing you a favor because I'm not, I'm not commenting on the quality of the, the film itself, just its marketing campaign. These are the marketers who are on trial here. But the movie is actually a drama. It is a drama about a boy uh, who is orphaned and lives in a train station and winds all the giant clocks. And he starts a relationship with an old man who runs a toy booth. And the old man is cranky, and eventually he helps the old man realize his joy of life, specifically through movies. Is this a live action movie? This is a live action film. It is. It and 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 it was built as a family film. So even if even if you want to let the adventure fantasy, you know, the the trickery of the of the trailers by, they did say it's a family film and it is not a family film. Nobody there no, it's not that it's inappropriate. Uh. And here's my point. Just because you can watch something it's full, it's full of titties. It's yeah. really weird. Just because it's very strange. The court enjoys titties. And they're cut they're just naked <laughs> ladies being this. stabbed for two hours uh, inside of a clock that. tower. Um <laughs> No, it's it's it it's not inappropriate for children. It's something that you certainly could watch in the presence of children without being considered an irresponsible parent. However, anyone under the age of 16 is going to be bouncing off the walls cuz mm. it's slow. It's slow. Even if if you love the film and I know a lot of people do and I don't have a problem with that, it's not about that. It's not for kids. I mean, unless all your kids are currently in graduate school for filmmaking. This Specifically is, <laughs> studying the films of Martin Scorsese. <laughs> it is not a, a family film. So because the marketing camp campaign was so misleading and I spent uh, extra money and a lot of people spent, I'm sure, extra money on the 3D because the 3D is quite good in the movie. But it's, it's too misleading a campaign because it's not a family film and it's not a fantasy and it's not an adventure. And that's, that's not right. That's just that's a con. So is what that is. I guess that's it, grift. It's grift. It's grift. You were grifted. I was grifted. You feel grifted. I was sucker. You were film player. So let me let me let me uh, let me pose a question, mm -hmm. okay? Because I'm trying mm -hmm. to I'm trying to ascertain blame. You're a studio, and mm -hmm. Martin Scorsese has a movie for you, and you just say yes, just whatever. Yeah, sure, sure. Right, as any studio would do at this point. Um, he makes a movie and you present it to your marketing department. They go, I don't, we don't know how to market this. They say, I don't give a shit, market it. They come up with this campaign mm -hmm. because their hands are tied. They can't change the movie. They can't suddenly make it for any quadrant because it sounds like it's made for none. 
No quadrant. It's, it's, it's it was made for the National movies. Board of Review. <laughs> so, so if you're on the National Board of Review, you'll love Hugo. So they find that they find what they think is a hook, and they mark. I'm just. I'm. Where does the blame lie? Does it lie in that marketing department? Does it lie in the studio that greenlit it? Does it lie in Martin Scorsese? Um, well, I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know if, uh, I wasn't involved in any of the pitch meetings, uh, or right, you don't have the, all the, the production the, meetings. The I don't have the facts, the but, but the fact is, is the, uh, whether the marketing department was simply doing their job for the studio or not, what they did was they created a movie that didn't exist in their trailers. And, uh, it, it was, I just, I was duped. As I think a lot of anyone who's taken kids to see this movie are going to be aggravated. And and I think – and I understand that you have to take a bad movie and make it look awesome. But even then, you know, there's some element of what you're selling in the bad movie. Whereas over, there's none of that. In I might like to expand this trial then. Okay. So what you're saying is you want in addition to the marketing department, you think the studio head should also – Is this, I'm is going this a trial different, going I'm federal? I'm going a different way. I'm saying maybe there should be federal rules saying what marketing departments can or cannot claim, much like the FDA yeah. says you can't yeah. claim a product well, they cures obesity if it doesn't. Well, that's a good point. You can't. But, you, but there are a lot more strict about that entertainment stuff, like in Europe. Well, that that this is what I'm saying. Yeah. You can't say I'm saying this may be a landmark case, Mr. Anderson. Yeah. yeah, this has to go to the world court. Yeah. I'm no. I, what I'm saying is, I would like to use this mm-hmm. to to precedent, precedent float setting. less legislation. It's a press okay. limiting movie studio marketing campaigns from being truthful. I to being truthful. I yeah, you know I, what, I, I yes. I, I'm hey. I'm all for that. I'm not going to argue against that. You can't say hey, buy this milk. And then give someone orange juice once they've paid. That's you. It's, what I'm it's not cool. It's not cool. So I'm saying we may have to. This may not be. Someone may not go to jail for this. Okay. But you may have done a greater service. Well, it's I'm, for the greater good. I'm, I'm glad for that. I'm glad. What is this company? Sony. Um, was the marketing department? I don't know. All right. Well, your I, case is well prepared. I, I, very <laughs> I didn't well have prepared. any time. And you actually have a you have though we're not putting anyone in jail. Uh huh. Yeah, I watched. You have done a greater service, uh, and we will no longer be fooled by the Hugos or the drives of this world <laughs> because there will be a legislative body that reviews the words they use in marketing, and they will say whether that actually. And you know, you can say it's a thrilling movie if it's a thriller, but that just that sucks and isn't very thrilling. Yeah. But you can't say it's a thriller if it's The Hangover. Exactly. Yeah, you can say it's a thrill ride if you're trying to give thrills. Right. Yes, exactly. Hugo Marketing Department, you may go free, <laughs> but just know your job is going to be a lot harder now, mm-hmm. and you and your buddies can no longer be deceitful. We'll get Al Franken to sponsor uh, the yeah. legislation. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well argued, Mr. Anderson. Oh, thank you very much. Wait, someone let someone weird in the court. Is it a yeah, ghost? It? Whoa. Does he have allergies? Yeah, I know what this is. Ladies and gentlemen, what you hear right now is the voice of the best actor in the world. Nick Cage. And those are scenes from his various movies. That's right. This is the Nick Cage Memorial Bazaar line reading. Where uh, one of our pigs nominates a bizarre line reading to enter the canon that is Nick Cage worthy in terms of interesting takes on lines. And this week we have Stephen Skelton. Hello. Stephen Skelton. Hi, Steve What Skelton. do you have to put forth to us today? I have uh, one of my favorite. It's uh, it's not quite all of the characters' lines. Um, very, very small cameo in this classic movie. Uh, one of my favorite uh, character line reading interpretations of all time. It's uh, High Pike as the bar owner Taffy Lewis in Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Very timely. Mm. Very good. Let's hear. You ever buy snakes from the Egyptian, Taffy? All the time, pal. You ever see this girl, huh? Never seen a buzzer. Your license is in order, pal. Hey, Louie. 
man is dry. Give him one of the house. <laughs> wow. Was All that, the time. Was that Ow. Buster Poindexter? <laughs> no, that was High Pike. High Pike. Who's High Pike? High, he was in a high. I thought you might ask. High Pike is an American character actor born in Los Angeles in 1935. He actually died in 2006. Oh. Um, but uh, he appeared in numerous student films at UCLA in the 60s, including one for Ray Manzarek, Keyboardist for the Doors. Sure, yeah. Um, and uh, But uh, his uh, career as a character actor in low-budget indep- independent films in the 70s and 80s, such as Dolomite and the First Nudie Musical. Oh, nice. Um, so uh, his his like mainstream appearances were very rare, like Blade Runner, you know, uh, uh, oh, was one, and then one of his last uh, uh, film appearances was in 1990 in the horror film Hack a Lantern. Hack a Lantern, wow, I have not seen that. That sounds you know, great. Listen to that, it feels like Harrison Ford is always in movies going into weird taverns. <laughs> I mean, you think of Star Wars, you think of this, you think of Indiana Jones, he's always going into weird bars where weird, yeah. sh- weird people are drinking. Well, and the yeah, thing is, like, true. this guy though, it's like, I mean, the, the like, like his, his vocal inflections, I've always loved, yeah, but you gotta like go back and just watch that character, watch his, his, his performance, his yeah. physical performance is so weird and crazy. It's when awesome. they uh, remake Blade Runner, I'm sure they'll cast the role with uh, Harvey Firestein. <laughs> or Buster Poindexter or Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, either of those. <laughs> hey, everybody. Everybody, everybody. That music means it's time for a little trivia. And we've sort of gotten away from actual trivia. And it's just games. It's just games it's just about crazy movies. Games. It's just crazy, crazy games. games. It's crazy games. Because this one is uh, this is one of our little more freeform games. Oh, it's a freeform uh, game? I like the freeform games. This uh, this game is called uh, Taglines. Oh, Taglines. Mm. I will describe an imaginary movie, a movie <laughs> oh, that no. I made up. You will come up with a tagline for it. <laughs> And you will receive grades. Uh, we need. Uh, we are once again ill prepared. Oh man, really? Oh, as as always. Uh, but someone will. Yeah. We get. I just need a pen and a piece of paper. I, I believe I. I, oh, I have those things. Yeah. Those- okay. So the you, the grades you will receive are not numerical. They are. You'll get an Ebert for a good one. <laughs> a Peter Travers for an okay one. <laughs> and a Michael Medved for a bad one. Oh. You get an Ebert, a Travers, or a Medved. Medved. So I will ask, I will start, uh, I will flip a coin and decide who uh, who gets to go first. Will you decide now, according to how the do, coin do, goes? Yeah, or are you just going to flip a coin and then decide? Do you, then I'm going to decide. Do you also need a coin? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna flip something else, but okay. So you, so let's say Todd goes first. <laughs> okay. He does so his Todd, thing. Todd no, no, no. I'm just us. saying, as if he does. Uh-huh. He does his uh, tagline, uh-huh. and now Stephen Skelton and I will grade him. Mm-hmm. Either Ebert, uh, Travers, or Medved. Mm-hmm. Skelton can say, "I have a better one." Okay. If his is not judged better by me, <laughs> he loses a current or future Ebert. Oh, oh wow. wow! It's a he gets a minus Ebert. A minus Ebert. a minus Ebert. Does this that, is like, is this he, is like calculus. Does he he gets downgraded to a Medved automatically? No, 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 no. He just removes an Ebert. Oh, I see. He okay. Just loses an. A, a uh, how, how do you win? Whoever has. Yeah, the mo you get like an Ebert is a three, a Travers is a two, and a Medved's a one. And was well, well, wait. So then, if the whole Ebert is, then it would be better just to play for all Traverses. Well, maybe, but you can't really. You can't. You don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, you can't try well, to go true. mediocre. Well, oh I, yes, I yeah, can. I, I, I beg to differ. So no, actually, we're going to say usually what I do. We say Ebert's <laughs> worth four, Travers are worth two, Medved's versus one. <laughs> oh, All right, just to fuck you up. There you go. And afterwards, there will be a bonus round. So listen carefully to each one, whether you're uh, it's yours or not, or whether you want to try to steal or better it not. Okay, I'm going to flip this black bore or a photo of a black bore. He's flipping a photo of a black bore. But I didn't say who is what. <laughs> so Todd, call. Photo or words? Uh, photo. It's the words. But Skelton. it hit that right. book. Doesn't matter. Crooked. This movie is an R-rated comedy. Okay. Vince Vaughn, Dr. Ken, and Nick Cannon are scientists who discover an unseen ghost asteroid is about to hit the Earth. 
They have 24 hours to help each other fulfill their bucket list before the world ends. It's an R-rated comedy. Uh, it's... Uh, tagline. Tagline is... Uh, uh, terror in the sky, party on the ground. <laughs> I'm giving that an Ebert. <laughs> that was really good. Todd, uh, would you like to try to steal? No. All you can do is match, <laughs> but you also get an Ebert if you match. But if you fail, you lose a f- No, I can't do Ebert. better than that. Todd. Matt. It's a big CGI period battle movie. Okay. <laughs> this is not the actual title, but it's basically Chess the movie. Vigo Mortensen and Robert Carlyle play rival kings fighting for the same land in an epic battle pitting the black court against the white court. Actors include Kate Blanchett, Juliette Binoche, Robbie Coltrane, Chris Isaac, Warwick Davis, and Tom Waits. Um, um, Take your time. Uh, let me think here. Chess, the movie. CGI, period, and, and battle movie. And there's two, movie. There's two, two kings. kings. Viggo Mortensen is the white king. Robert Carlyle is the black king. They have their courts, and they're battling over lands with their various queens and and knights and pawns and uh, and what what's the wait what's CGI period battle movie CGI period what but what it's well CGI like, there's a lot of CGI people but it's a period battle movie it's you know, right. a medieval right. medieval battle movie um I don't know in in let me think <laughs> um in ah I got it all right yes. In the time of kings, there can rise only one legend. I'm giving it a Travers. Uh, Steve Skelton, would you like Mm. to risk your Ebert? Hmm. I'll risk my Ebert. Oh, yes. Let's go. All right. It's a big period battle movie. Chess. When two armies meet. Mercy is the first casualty. I'm sorry you've lost your email. Damn it. <laughs> that was pretty good, though. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> Mercy pretty is good. the last casualty. You guys, you guys weren't marketing the fact that it's chess, the movie. When two chesses meet, there's a lot of chess fights. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be the pawn. <laughs> you know, I was looking for something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's one Travers to nothing. Skeleton. Yes. This is an animated movie. Okay. It's about a team of displaced animals, a carrier pigeon, a German tank-destroying, bob-carrying German shepherd, and a dead GI pet rat, a dead GI's pet rat, who help each other cross Europe during World War II and inadvertently, Forrest Gump-style, stumble into key moments in the war and have an effect on them. Okay. That is a lot of information. Um, World War II animal movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, animated. The mission is friendship. <laughs> I'm going to give you an Ebert. Oh, that was nice. Makes up for past shame. Now you can tie. Hey, it wasn't shame. It was tie. pretty good. It just wasn't great. Now, in, in terms of stealing, you can tie, earn an Ebert. Mm-hmm. But again, if you get a Travers, you lose a future Ebert. Would you like to right, try? I have to get an Ebert. You have to. This um, has to be a good one. Has to match his. Uh, no, I can't do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a drama. Mm-hmm. This is a period drama, 1940s. Renee Zellweger moves to New York and becomes a female abortionist. And <laughs> <laughs> she comes from a family of Christian preachers and their homemaker wives, and they do not appreciate this when they find out. Her love interest is, is a chef, a New York uh, village chef by, played by Justin Thoreau. Jennifer Hudson is her sassy poet roommate. Chris Walken is her stern Midwestern preacher father who has Zellweger arrested when she won't listen to reason. 1940s abortion period drama. Um, and you, you, she has a romantic interest? What was the thing in the middle? Uh, Justin Thoreau is her, is her romantic interest. He's sort of a hipster, 1940s chef. Jennifer Hudson is her sassy poet roommate. Mm. Um, let me think. This is in beatnik. The- this is jazz. This is... Village Vanguard, it's abortions. <laughs> He's uh, really hitting on the abortions. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. How, I don't think you work abortion into a tagline. Uh, what did Cider House Rules do? In in uh, okay. Work it out. Work it out. In the 1940s, the only choice is love. I'm going to give you an Ebert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, thank you. That's pretty that's, that's very exciting. I think uh, it, when faced with a marketing a period uh, abortion drama, you can, you <laughs> yeah. can do a lot worse. <laughs> Stu Skelton. Yes. He's number five. There's nine, but uh, no, do you want to give him there's a eight, by the steal? way. Oh, I'm, not gonna, like I'm not going to try and All steal right. that. No, no, no steal. <sighs> this is a teen action movie. Okay. A high school musical theater geek <laughs> played by Justin Bieber. Finds a magical iPhone that allows him to stop time. Only problem, the iPhone belongs to the Russian government, and they want it back. Okay. Justin Bieber can stop time and sing. The Russians are after him. There's an app for action. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you almost got a Siskel on that one. That's an Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> I know it really is. It's it's so terrible. That's pretty great. You have to give yeah, it maximum points. Good, yeah. Now it doesn't have to be as good. It just has to be Ebert good if you want to steal. Yeah, but I, it seems like you're. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can't steal. If I was marketing, I'm not going to steal. If I was marketing a Bieber movie, I would. The tagline would just be, "It's got Bieber." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, just Bieber. Period. Bieber. Exclamation point. Todd. Yes. This is a PG-13 African American comedy. Oh, good. It's called, uh, it's uh, the last day of school at Compton High, mm-hmm. and the police vow to shut down the annual big house party thrown by the graduating class. Their reward for four years of studying and the final night to cut loose before moving on to adulthood. Rivalries and love, all that. The night is then a cat and mouse game between the cops, who vow to not let them have their senior party, and the senior class, led by prom king Bow Wow, who are going to have their after party no matter what. And the tagline for that is, uh, <laughs> this ain't your father's Tyler Perry movie. How about that? I'm, I, 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 I have to give that a Medved. Oh, <laughs> oh Medved. Oh, Medved. Skelton, would you like to steal? You need a Travers or better. Travers or no, I'm not gonna steal because I'm already down a little bit. So, no, no, you got two Eberts. I have two Eberts. I thought I lost an Ebert. I lost, no, you lost did, but you got two Eberts. Todd has a Travers Ebert and a Medved. He's all over the board. Would you like to try to steal? I'm, no, I, I, I'm gonna pass. All right, I'm gonna strategically pass. All right, this is your last one then. It's a female action movie. Mm-hmm. Three retired female hit women, all best friends and now mommies. Live on the same cul-de-sac and carpool and yoga and do all the normal mommy stuff. No guns allowed in their spinning class. But when the CIA disavows the program they were part of, the current leader of special secret ops for the CIA, Michael Rooker, hires a new <laughs> class of young female hit women, them 10 years ago, to take them out. Eventually, the old crew convinced the young crew that they're next to be wiped out. And they all six team up to get revenge on the CIA that wa- wants to wipe them off the face of the earth. Oh, God. That's such a com- complicated plot. It's um, good, though. All right. Let's see. Um, former hit woman mommies. Former hit woman mommies. Have to pick, okay. put down yeah. their baby rattles and pick up their guns. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I just gave you a tagline. <laughs> you know, but... Damn it. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, it's going to be... Uh, Forget the mom jeans. These moms have machine guns. Uh, I, I got to give that a Medved. I've been drinking a lot. You get a Medved. There was, uh, was it terrible. was it was bad, and there was really awkward alliteration yeah. in there. All right, Todd. Your so I can, I have to get a Medved or better, or I yeah. You should be able to do that. So I can get a Medved and not... No, you have to get a Travers or better. I have to get a Travers or better. Only you can tie an Eber. You should still be able to do that. Right now it's nine to seven. You need points, Todd. Todd, you need points. Uh, Yeah, that's true. I'll I'll just... I'll take a risk. Let's go. Um, 
These cougars got bite. Yeah, I got to give that a Travers. Yeah, that's oh, a, yeah. That's, that's, that's one notch better. Yeah. yeah, that's one notch better. <laughs> all right. All right. And that's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> now. Okay, so here we go. The score right now, Skeleton has nine. And Todd, nine. Oh, it's all tied up. Well, it's but I have one up. more, don't I? Or, yeah, and you have one more to go. Yeah, I have so one I more have to, to challenge. Yeah, so he no has to challenge. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is gonna be good. It's a tiebreaker. All comes down to this, people. All right. <laughs> all comes down to this suburban thriller. Another suburban thriller. It's exciting. There wasn't a suburban thriller. Oh, that was a female action movie. Well, you can call this, but action, not thriller. This is a thriller. Thriller. When a stressed out, overworked family man, Christian Bale, receives a telemarketing call one night after a particularly horrible night at the office, he lays into the guy, lays into the telemarketer, rips him a new one. Little does he know, the telemarketer is a death row prison inmate, a buffed up Ed Norton, forced (laughs) to do telemarketing for money to buy cigarettes and ramen at the prison store. Ramen. He's so upset by this guy questioning his masculinity and ripping into him. He hacks into the computer, gets the name of our hero, breaks out of prison, bent for revenge. Our hero must defend himself and his family against the telemarketer he yelled at on the wrong day. Oh, golly. I actually kind of want to see that movie. Yeah, it's a good bit. It's a good movie. movie. (laughs) It was like that, uh, what's that, uh, Kiefer Sutherland? This is a Kiefer Sutherland. No, no, no. There's an earlier, like, domestic, like, he has to... His house is under attack from someone. It's like two guys. Ah, oh, fuck. I can't remember what that it's was. Like a, I think that a was a tagline. It's like invasion? two guys. It's like two guys. It's the home invasion one. Yeah, yeah. with Kiefer. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that one? And then they did one with Kevin Klein and uh, where they kind of wife swapped a little bit. Kevin Klein Consenting and Kevin adults. Consenting adults. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is in that vein. <clears throat> okay. So it's a telemarketer. Christian Bale yells at a telemarketer, doesn't know the telemarketer is a fucking prisoner, which is true. That actually happens. Yes, yes. Some telemarketers are prisoners. Yeah. yeah, so you should be careful. Yeah. Um. Oh, boy. Uh, Gets a phone call. That's a that's a hard one. Um, let me think. Jeez, so it's, we got telemarketing. We got prison. Take your time. This got, last one. We got bail. We got yelling. Um, um, boy, oh, boy. Um, I... Uh, Having a hard time here. Let me give you 10 talk, seconds. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment. <clears throat> 10 seconds. Um, um, it, it, does Christian Bale have a character name? The, sure, call the, him Bob. Bob. Um, um, or, or Mr. Uh, Smith. Sure, um, sure. Um, uh, <laughs> let me see. Let me think. Okay. Um, Um, just, uh, um, I don't know. I'm not, I can't come up with anything. So, um, sorry to bother you, Mr. Smith, but I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm giving that a Travers. <laughs> I'm giving that a Travers. <laughs> Thanks. Steve Skelton. Hmm. Okay. So it's the thriller. Prisoners. It's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's like, no, it's, I, you, it's, and it's a good thing. So you want to come up with yeah. a really good tagline to honor the uh, the crazy p- plot. It's a very exciting idea. <laughs> we should make that. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> make people terrified of telemarketers. Hang up on this call and hang up on your life. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm giving it a Travers. So here's a problem. We have a tie. Oh, we're tied. But I did mention there's a bonus round, didn't bonus I? Bonus round. Now, we go back to number one. What I'm going to need is a title for the movie. I don't even remember the movie. I'll, I'll describe to you again. All right. All right. We start. And you're going to give us the same uh, grade for the title. Yep. R-rated comedy, Vince Vaughn, Dr. Ken, Nick Cannon, scientist, ghost asteroid about to hit Earth. They have 24 hours to help each other fulfill their bucket list before the world ends. Hmm. 
Do you want? He's going first. Okay. Am I first? Yeah, I guess. Oh damn it! All right, first hang on. Let me think for a second. Um, Come up with your uh, your answer, Todd. I'm I'm trying. I'm thinking. Because in this round, you're both giving me an answer. Yeah. 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 So it's gonna and the be, best one wins. It's gonna be damn the Vince Vaughn, and uh, I would call this movie. By the way, listeners, please uh, go to filmpigs.com, find the uh, entry for this podcast, and uh, give us your answers. <laughs> we would love idea. to hear what you come up with. Even though they have more time to think about it. Well, still. I'd like to know. Skeleton, I'm going to need an answer. It, um, uh, damn it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to get screwed here. I'm going to, damn it. Night of the Bucket. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, this is not a Travers Eber. This is just who's better. Okay. A bucket for ghosts. Because they're all going to die because of a ghost asteroid, and they want to have a bucket list. So it's a, a bucket a bucket for ghosts. Oh, God. Skelton won that one. <laughs> really? That was, He's so disappointed that, that, that either of us won those terrible titles. <laughs> Chess the movie. That movie. Mm-hmm. Vigo, Robert Carlyle. Uh, I go first. Um, oh, we're, do- we're doing all of them? Yes. Oh, God damn it. Um, um, uh, the, I don't know, the, the, um, the, uh, the, it's chess people. Right, right. Well, yeah, I'm trying to come up with a chessy thing to say, but I, um, um, the, um, A, ga- a game of gore. Skeleton. King strike. Skeleton barely won. <laughs> the correct answer is checkmate. <laughs> checkmate. That's too easy. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> Skeleton animated movie. Oh. World War Two. Right. Pigeon, dog, rat. Cross World War Two. Okay, it's the World animated. War II. Animated. Animated. Um. Hmm. Uh. Oh, uh, um, uh, it's, um, I, I, I want it to be good. Yeah, well, but yeah. It's, it's not going to be, uh, I'm gonna need an answer. GI buddies. Todd. Flat feet. I'm giving it to Todd. Oh, That's bullshit. Neither are great, but yeah, flat a, feet's a little more poppy and kid, kid-like. Todd, uh, Renee Zellweger's an abortionist in the 40s. Um, I'm going to call it uh, uh, Love Choice. Unborn Tears. Todd, Love Choice. <laughs> Skeleton. Unborn Tears. Bieber can, Bieber can stop time. <laughs> Um. Uh, time kid. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just call it Bieber time. Uh, time kid. Oh Bins. come on! Bieber time can't, is better. It'll sell it, more tickets. Time kid. <laughs> I'm not saying either are good. Todd. Yeah. Uh, the after party, Compton High, cops versus the senior class. House party five. <laughs> House Party, the new generation. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Todd only because he came up with the house party first. <laughs> I don't know if we have our rights. I have to look into it. Skeleton, yes. hit, hit women on the cul-de-sac. Wait, what? Oh, oh, oh. Hit oh, women mommies. Oh, damn it. They hit mommies. Hit mommies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. They hit mommies. Hit mommies. Todd. Um... um. <laughs> It's that easy marketing department. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can't top hit mommies, but right. I'll, I'll go. I'll go with the MILF squad. To, uh, skeleton. The MILF. That, that's like the soft card. <laughs> tie. Yeah. You need this one to win. Yeah. To tie. Yeah. Uh, telemarketing, suburban thriller, Christian Bale. Right. Telemarketing, Ed Norton. Uh, suburban thriller. Um, um, telemarketing, suburban filler, uh, Christian Bale, um, 
terrible jail. Um, I'm going to call it simply the sales call. Because it's a thriller, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a mm-hmm. thriller. Yeah, it's thriller. Yeah. It's thriller. It's good. It's very good. Um, see, because I had some with call in that too. And now I feel like I'm just copying. Um, mortal calls. Todd. Yeah, that was, we have a tie. A tie? Uh, do you have another tie? Just flip the matchbook. I do. Uh-oh. Oh. The cast of Space Cowboys. Oh man. Uh-huh. Is an old band from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> they go back out on tour. They drag back out on tour. They all need money for various reasons. One's wife is sick, one's kids in in trouble with a drug dealer, etc. They're forced they all hate each other. They haven't talked since the late 70s. And they all get back on a on a bus together and go on a revival tour around the country. It's a geriatric comedy. What's it called? Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna flip to see who goes first. Hmm. You, Todd, you're you're the pitcher. Uh, Todd, I'm you go pitcher. first. Uh, old stock. I like it. Hmm. I like it. That is pretty good. That Double is, meaning. That is pretty Double good. Double meaning. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Because yeah. it's from the '60s. Yeah. No Damn. pressure, Scott. No, it's good. It's good. I don't know. I don't know if I can top that. I'm glad I didn't go with my initial thought, <laughs> which would have been not appropriate for the '60s. But when you said those old guys getting back together, all I could think of was prog rock. <laughs> this is like old prog or something like that. No, I'm glad you didn't think. No. Um. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a good one. I've only got like... Uh, this might be helpful for him. It, will you again see uh, Donald Sutherland's buttocks? Uh, you may. <laughs> okay. You may. Okay. All right, 10 seconds. All right. Uh, Nine. Eight. <laughs> That's so annoying. Seven. Uh, Foggy Palooza. Okay, I'm giving you negative points for, 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 for biting Todd's style. Todd wins. Oh, hey. I won. Very wow. close game. So close. That was a so close excited. game. That's guys. a hard game. It's hard to come up with taglines. Like, oh yeah. Ah, you guys did surprisingly good. Titles were not so good, but uh, yeah, was, we've was, done a title game before, haven't we? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. That sound means it's time for the bottom five. My worst female action characters. Catwoman, as portrayed by Halle Berry. Not so bad, though. It's awesome. No, it's no, actually it's not. It really was pretty awesome. damn funny because we watched it with. Uh, we w- oh, tried to do a commentary, remember? And yeah. it didn't work oh, yeah. out. We did yeah. it with uh, uh, Dan Blau. Yeah, I, yeah. I thought it was hilarious. Barbed wire. That's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's just mess. Yeah. Zoe Saldana and Avatar. Not quite her fault. I just hated Avatar so much. <laughs> you just want to say I hate Avatar. Avatar. Yeah. So, similar reasons Michelle Rodriguez in Battle Los Angeles. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't blame her. And uh, the annoying Australian stunt woman, Quentin Tarantino, keeps letting talk in Ooh, movies. Uma Thurman stunt Rather than double? just yeah. being Uma Thurman's stunt yeah. double. Yes. That's, uh, she's my least favorite uh Lady in action, but movies. she can do some She's damn a hell stunts. Stunt woman. I, I'm saying, do your goddamn stunt job. <laughs> <laughs> and that means it's a moment of positivity. And uh, I'm going to give a moment of positivity to two movies. I'm going to give a moment of positivity to, in celebration of La Femme Nikita and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, yeah. Two movies. Uh, I give tip my hat to Luc Besson and and Paru. And Shane Black and Gina Davis and Sam Jackson and Rennie Harlan. Uh, I wish that current directors and writers would take inspiration from these two movies that featured butt-kicking ladies, kicking butt, mm-hmm. yeah. taking names, chewing gum, loving the men, doing all that stuff. I think we need more of it. I think we need more role models for women uh, that are not Katherine Heigl. That's what I think. Positivity. Do you, do you remember, though, the remake of La Femme Nikita? Ooh, point of no return. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, everybody, to us. Thank you to Todd Robert Anderson, Stephen Skelton. Uh, thank you to myself. Uh, thank you to Adam Blau, Adam Blau for providing our music. Thank you, Adam Blau. Um, thank you to... Uh, what are you thankful for in this uh, post-Thanksgiving world? Uh, I am I am thankful for uh, the movie uh, Arthur Christmas. 
I really enjoyed you that. Enjoy the art Thank, thankful for that. Scone, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for internet pornography <laughs> uh, and comic books. Comic books? Uh, you still read comic books? Yeah. Nice. I'm thankful for the Showtime show Homeland. I'm enjoying that very much. I've been watching that. I, I, I appreciate that. Oh, I'm thankful for the MTV series, which just had its se- uh, season finale. I don't know if it's going to come again, but that show called Death Valley. Oh, that's I love the hell out of that show. It was hilarious. I'm reading uh, Bossy Pants six months after everyone else did, but it's enjoyable. In, in, our, in our ladies of power and, uh, and give, who give us pleasure, not in a you porn type of way. Tina Fey wrote a good book. Obviously, you should check it out. And I'm thankful that this year we're treating ourselves to a holiday commentary of Die Hard 2 as opposed <laughs> to the things we've done in past years. That's right, everybody. We're about to watch Die Hard 2, so look for that on filmpigs.com. And, uh, and yeah, that's it. Be well. Thank you, everybody. Bye. 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 I'm not going to say the last word. I hate GarageBand. Band. <laughs>